Who does it? Who does it? Hey, Chad. Who does it? Who does it? From the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here now, John and Lance. All right, so yesterday, yesterday, Jim Irsay tweeted this up. NFL running back situation. We have negotiated a CBA that took years of effort and hard work and compromise and good faith by both sides to say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. And back came Jonathan Taylor's agent who retweeted it and quote tweeted it. Bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. I can certainly see both sides of it. It's the reality of the business. Can, I, I, I had this conversation with my son Alec yesterday. Name another position in any other sport where you're at your best your first four years. And then it's potentially, and then you can either potentially stay at that level or you can potentially go downhill historically. Possibly can, tennis player, female tennis player. Not the best ones. Fred Taylor's uh, a really good running back. I mean, not historically the best, the best at the time. You know, at golf like is like right now. Now that's a, but that, that that's a it, it, you you get paid on on your ability in that sport, not on a contract. So that's well, a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, but but even then, I think you can see a really good running back fall off by the age of twenty seven or twenty eight. Gymnastics. Yeah, you got to go to. Where you're physically smaller, yes, and you can outgrow the you can outgrow the sport, right? Um, I, it, I well, can't think of anything else because there's not even in football. Well, not I even can't in, think of anything in else. The same which, sport, which they are. This is the this the problem is in in Najee Davenport, uh, uh, Najee Davenport, Najee Harris, and no, uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Oh and yeah, a bunch Najee, of guys yeah. have talked about how the better we are, the worse off we are, and that doesn't happen in sports either. Well, the more productive you are, the more they use you. The the well, the least, the but, less but productive it's not, you are. But it's not the owner's fault. It's not. It's no. it's frankly, it's nobody's fault. People are blaming the analytics movement for this. The analytics movement simply opened people's eyes. Simply took data that has been out there forever. Data is just nothing but historical numbers that you could look up on Pro Football Reference if you wanted to. Anybody can do it. And putting all the numbers together, doing studies, and saying, "Hey." No. It's what our eyeballs have told us this for a long time. Remember once Sean Alexander, all of a sudden he just fell completely off after being a really good running yeah. back, fell completely off the map. Larry Johnson. Chris oh, Johnson. Completely off the map. And we used to just say, well, it's after you've had 2,000 yards. But the reality is Earl Campbell got run into yeah. the ground physically, and he probably, I, I'd have to go back and see how many carries. But my guess Davis. is he had a ton of carries in college yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Terrell lasted until the knee got Terrell Davis, and Terrell had low usage in college. Yeah, he was a. They didn't know what they had in Terrell Davis. Terrell was just the knee guy, but yeah, it eventually, you know, Curtis Martin lasted a while. There's still a, but Curtis Martin would be Frank Gore right now a nine million dollar back. You know, yeah. a high usage back. Frank Gore lasted forever. It's just there's no other football position no. I can think of. Think so, of a football position where you're at your best when you're 26. But by the time you're you're 29, you're cooked a lot of times. For Robert Griffin the <laughs> third, the Robert Griffin the third is calling for all running backs to go on strike, to um, to to strike until they go back to the collective bargaining agreement, 
and it's a three-year deal for everybody in the league, and and, and then you become free agents. But all these I mean, guys, good just, my goodness, this has been collectively bargained, Robert Griffin. But see, III. it's not about a team; it's about every player getting the most possible money that every player can get. When it has been collectively bargained, it's not going anywhere for ten years, and the salary pool means you have to take it from somewhere else. Who else gets their money taken away? You're going to fight for quarterbacks to start giving back. Frankly, quarterbacks are overpaid. Right. A majority of quarterbacks are overpaid. Uh, Justin, I'm including Justin Herbert. Right. That's too much. Justin Herbert's not proven he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Well, I, I'm of the opinion that, you know what? Najee Harris was right. Najee Harris said, look, when it's time to win a football game, they come up to me and they said, we're going to lean on you now, pal. You see, we, get, you, we need you now. Every single play, you're going to drop back to pass. You're going to have to block. We're going to drop back to pass. You need to go out for a route. You know, we need you. We need you to perform. Here's Najee Harris talking about, and I, I think he makes he makes a lot of good points. You guys are using us to accomplish what you guys want, and then when it's time for us to re-up, now you guys are using us to accomplish what you guys want, and then when it's time for us to re-up or ask for something that we think is right, you guys just turn the cheek and say, well, you have you have wear and tear. It's like, come on now, bro. Like, you know what you're trying to do. You're trying to utilize this as much as you can, get as much you out you can out of us for cheap, and then you know, what I mean, go get another back or something like that, and try to do the same thing again. You know, that's the that's the trend that is happening right now. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. proven to be a good model. Now, how about heavily incentive laden contracts yes. for running backs? Here's some answers because you use me more, I give you more. You pay me more. Here's some answers I've been thinking of. Uh, no fifth-year option for running backs. That's the very specific. And these are addendums they could make. Say, okay, there's no fifth-year options for running backs. If you want to draft a running back, you only get four years. Now, what will happen is you really won't see a lot of running backs drafted in the first. You can pretty much forget being drafted in the first. Right. Now it's smart to draft them in the first. Yeah, because, <clears throat> but it still doesn't happen much. But you get the fifth year. You get the, and what makes it smart is it's, it's, it's smart financially. It's really now, smart to get them at the end of the first analytics round. Analytics people believe it's stupid anytime right. because you can go, and I get that argument, uh, but for me, I think if you have a really exceptional back, it makes a lot of sense no, because you, get you got five. Year and then you get a franchise year. You get year. a franchise year. You get six years, and right. really that's the lifeblood of a, of, a, of a player's career. And if you get them at the end of the first round, you ain't paying them much people, at all. I, I get that, that people are so upset because everything is about player, player, right? It's not about team. It's always about player now. Mm-hmm. We've had a fundamental shift, so it's only about player and it's not about team. And it's not about anything that's been collectively bargained. And once it's been collectively bargained by the other side, this is the unfortunate reality is that like, no one's given money back for wide receivers who have seen an unprecedented spike in salary. No one's given money back for quarterbacks who have seen an unprecedented spike. But I'll say this. Running backs are screwed because it is the nature of once you lose – a step physically. You 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 play the most physical position. Uh, I mean, certainly linebackers extremely physical. A lot of positions are very physical. But in running with running backs, because of analytics, they understand lesser usage is more important. Having more, it's like pitchers, John. You don't have complete games anymore. You're not going to have 30 carry backs. You're not going to have 29 carry yeah, backs. Still getting paid though. <laughs> yeah, no, paid ridiculous pitch, amounts. Yeah, but pitchers are not going to throw complete games. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they figured out usage rates. You know why there is some, you know, load management in the NBA because they figured out usage rates. They are figuring out the body and the sports science. 
And with wide with running backs, it goes even deeper. You start to lose a step very quickly in the NFL. Once you do, it has an impact on how wide can you get. Can you get wide? Can you outflank the tacklers? Because if you can't, now the field becomes much more much more constricted on you, and you become a grinder. Eddie Eddie George was a grinder. Eddie George would have been nothing but a hammerhead who would have by by the third year in the league would have been just looked at as basically how the the Titans wouldn't have he wouldn't have had financial value. He had he had the value of you know moving chains because he'd carried for three and three point eight tough yards. But this is never going to change for running backs. So how do you artificially change it? You go to a four-year contract instead of a fifth-year option. No fifth-year option. You only have one franchise tag year that you do it. So that's your fifth year. You may want to ins- uh, include, like you said, incentives or maybe even fundamentally alter. Well, let me ask you. Well, how, what, long is this CB- franchi- Wait a how long is this CBA? It's until 33. It's well, then 10 guess years. What? They, ain't doing, they ain't going back and redoing it, that's the CBA. Too, it's too long. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you'd almost back. have to make an addendum, but that's too. I don't think they. I don't think the NFL can fade. Why this would for the owners go back and say, "Okay, well, let's make it better for you guys"? Well, right. there's no chance, right? They because do that. no one's doing that no. for a for a, a, a all this money that's getting guaranteed. If they say, "Okay, you know what? Let's do away with guaranteed money for quarterbacks and wide receivers. Let's let's put a cap of the most guaranteed money you can get is seventy five percent of your contract, and then we will raise." Uh, we will raise, you know, we, you, we'll come up with some solutions for running backs. How about that? No, no, of course not. no. Well, but, but <sighs> there's got to be a give and take because yeah, there ain't there's no. no there's no guidelines or give and takes for the the team side. Everyone just like say billionaire owners, but it's really team. It's team construction. It has right. to do with other other players right. on the team too. All right, we got a break. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. But I get it, man. How would you like to be Saquon Barkley? And you look at your one-year, eleven million-dollar contract, and then you see Jalen Brown. Well, and he you pulls see your quarterback over. forty million. Right, right. But then you see Jay. But the problem NFL players have voiced is like once they started seeing NBA contracts yeah, went right. crazy, they're like, "Hey!" And there's a if you're Jalen, you're sitting at home, and you see. I mean, you're Saquon. You signed one-year, eleven million dollars, and you don't know what's going to happen after this year. <sighs> And Jalen Brown just got three hundred million guaranteed for five years. He is going to make thirty times what you make. Yeah, right, guaranteed. We got to we got to break it here. Seven three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the number. I was out uh, bar, uh, barbecuing last night on my grill outside, and I was watering the plants, and I had a cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light in my hand, and I was going to tweet it out, but I knew. That there was probably something in my backyard that everybody would make fun of me about because anytime I tweet out my shoes or my TV or whatever, then people are stupid. So I didn't do it, and I and I regret it because I wanted you to know that I was drinking Coors Lights yesterday while I was barbecuing. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Today I'm going to be golfing and then going to the movies with my wife, and I'm probably going, not probably, I'm going to be having some cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Lights. I am going to keep now. Usually the theaters are chill, but I'm going to keep it even chiller. I'm going to make it even chillier in that theater tonight. I am going to make the golf course Wildcat. It's going to be chillier today because I'm going to have course lights out there. Look, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm going to be doing it. I'm probably more than likely going to have a course light. You keep Texas chill like I, I'm doing my part. Are you doing yours? Keep Texas chill. If you're looking for the best way to keep Texas chill, look at those blue, no, no further than those blue mountains on your cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. 
Currently, in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert, the other an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Astros lose it last night in in a big way. 13-5 was your final. Had a little dust up between uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, Adolis Garcia got in the middle of it. Martin Maldonado had, was none too pleased with the way Simeon handled the uh, situation yesterday. Jordan Alvarez hit in the shoulder, and then uh, so was so was Marcus Simeon. He came right back and homered off of Fromber, and that's the way you show him. And then he was he was chirping around the bases, and he and Maldonado got into it a little bit. Both got ejected, and the Astros lose it thirteen to five. And oh well, you move on. Uh, from that one, and you're just two games back now. You picked up a game in the series, so thank you very much. You got the day off today, and then you got Tampa coming to town. Good baseball team, and then after that, Cleveland. And then look at this, at the Yankees for four, and at Baltimore. That's going to be a good road trip. That's a that's a tough road trip after it's a, it's your longest home series of the season. It's a test, you know, to yeah. beat up on lesser teams is one thing, but... They play well, the Orioles, better against better teams. I know. They just I know. Do. No, they do. They do. Every time it's been like, oh, I don't know. And it's not like the Yankees aren't good. The Yankees aren't yeah. good this year. They're last in their division. No. The Orioles are the team. And the Orioles, built by former Astro executive Mike Elias, I mean, he's probably following the same Leno model. If Frankly, if you want to know, you know, it's it's going to be a well-built model with a very good building blocks as core players. That's going to be the really interesting challenge i think the orioles if you're the astros you say okay it's good it's a tough road trip if you're the orioles you say hey this is it now yeah this is a true test of who we are well are we ready with, for this especially with altuve back yeah you're by on then back. by then urquidy will be back by then altuve will be back in into you know into his rhythm i mean he came off 17 days uh, without going to the minors and he seeing any pitching Hey, of course, he grounded out three times yesterday, that, and that's just fine. Jordan got a hit. He had a little bit of a rehab start, so maybe he was a little bit more ready to go. He hasn't been in game situations since June 3rd before yeah. yesterday. No, no, no. So, I mean, yeah, but but I think the Orioles coming to that, like, this is a real t- – they, mm-hmm. they have got the Astros lined up in their sights, and we'll see how real the Orioles are. I think they're pretty real, but everyone's got a game plan against the Astros until they get sucked in the mouth. Uh, and by by Bregman or Tucker or whoever's going to be the the star of that day, so I think the the real question around Major League Baseball is going to be, hey, let's you know forget we just us as Houston fans. You know what everyone else is looking at? Hey, let's see how the Orioles do against the Astros. Yeah, let's see how they do against the Astros because the Rangers haven't done all that well against the Astros. Let's see how the Orioles do against the Astros because we're the test. I mean, we're the true test. Uh, the true test for everyone. The Astros are the true test to see what you're really made of. Right. Well, they since they have, you know, and they're in the East, they took care of that Rays business. They won two out of three there. They just lost two out of three to the Phillies, but they've got the Yankees now. They, they would probably tell you, yeah, the Astros are nice, but we've got to take care of business against the Yankees. We got Toronto. <laughs> we got, look at their schedule. They got three against the Yankees. Then they're at, at Toronto for four. Which these are all division games that are going to be you know high pressure games. Then they got the Mets, and while the Mets suck, 
They still got a lot of talent, and then they got the Astros. So this road for the for the uh, Orioles at 62, 22 games over five hundred, sixty two and forty. And oh, by the way, this is their, those those games against the Orioles coming up. I think the Astros are going to be vying for. I, a buddy of mine, hey, don't feel bad about this game up in Dallas. John Clay Wolf, John Clay Wolf texted me last night. Hey, don't feel bad about this game. You know, those we'll see up here in September. Don't and feel I was bad like, about this. Don't game. worry. I said, don't worry. I don't feel bad at all. As a matter of fact, taking two out of three. And oh, by the way, by the time that September series comes along, it ain't going to mean much because the Astros are going to be running away with the division. Right. Yeah, and uh, that's the way I feel. And then another guy texts me, oh, I heard you on the radio talking about the Astros winning the division by six. The Astros are going to win the division by six, by six games, all right? Uh, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. Under. Yeah. No? Okay, you go under. You I go think ahead. They, I think they can win the division. Oh. That's not. No. That's, that's very thundersticky. That is very thundersticky. It is not thundersticky. Six yes, games. You just told us that the pitchers that I told Javier Fromberg last year trouble. Altuve would hit three hundred when he was at two thirty. You've lived on that forever. No, no. You can't just keep saying that and, and not I say you're a thundersticker. You, Joe Burrow. Bing, bing, bing. What did you bing. tell us about every, bu- every over that's ever? Deshaun was going to get fifty touchdowns. Well, he was closer to getting fifty allegations than touchdowns. He actually was closer to allegations. No, he had a bunch of touchdowns Did that he? year. I didn't know if he had 26. Did he have 26? Was it the was year the where they went 4 That was the allegations. Well, yeah. The allegation pool? Yeah, was it the year where they went 4-12 and 12 and, he, and he had his best season of ca- yeah. career? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Deshaun did his part. It was Bill O'Brien that was stupid. Ah. Okay? Uh, this whole Mac Jones is going to be good thing. Okay, where what's, what's, where did this come from? Because he's had, he has a real coordinator now. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, is he not going to be better though? On it, how could he be worse? No, than, but but why? And when your defensive do... coordinator is dead, hey, you just you run the offense. You're a, that's okay. Really? They're going to change his inability to handle a pocket or that. That marshmallow army has is Bill O'Brien going to change all that? Uh, he's accurate, though. Is Bill okay. O'Brien going to do that butt thing? So <laughs> let, let me ask you this question. No, the, let me ask you. Probably this, not. Let me ask you this question: <laughs> The Patriots win seven games. Belichick back next year? Mm, oh man, no, I don't think he's back. Think he because you know what? He's also been the architect of these drafts, which have not been no. what they needed to be. And he's the guy that that. Well, no, he didn't trade. To, that's Trey Lance. That was the Trey Lance trade. Um, no, I mean, he hasn't been great drafting. He hasn't been great putting together the, the roster from a general sense. He's forever had issues at wide receiver. I mean, this has been a running issue for him for a long, long time. He can't find wide receivers. Uh, no. No, I, I think that this may there may be enough smoke. Now, should he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick should ever be fired. Bill Belichick is, is kind of a life well, over there. Well, they'll say he's walking away. Right. But uh, he ain't crap, allegedly. That's, and that's why I say, yeah, because if they – if and this has been going on since there was the lover's spat, the tr- lover's triangle between Kraft and Belichick and Brady. We had heard about that in, the, in, the, in a book that had been written a while back. Remember that? Like three mm-hmm. or four years ago? Mm-hmm. So, no, I think there's enough smoke out there to believe that Bill, Bill Belichick is not necessarily safe. With Robert Kraft there. Kraft may want to go in a different direction. At some point, yeah, Bill Belichick's been great, but at some point, when the reputation is superseding the performance on the field, 
after 20 some odd years, you just want to say, eh, you know what, let's, uh, I just want the next iteration. Robert Kraft is not a young guy. Robert Kraft may say, I want to see what the next iteration of the Patriots could be. Yep. He may uh, say that. 828 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I got some numbers for you that I want to go through. Uh, NFL wide receiver numbers. We'll do that on the other side, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. But I want to talk right now about Houston Powder Coaters. It doesn't matter what your metal is, and if it's older, if it's rusty, if it's just it's falling apart, if your patio furniture is falling apart, they can fix it even. I mean, the straps, the slings, the, they can repair if broken legs, whatever it is that you've got going on. If you've got wheels, lift kits, bumpers, if you've got sewing machine bases, boats, uh, you know, you're in that salt water. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get rusted out. Well, guess what? Houston Powder Coaters can b- fix that boat for you. Any metal that appears to be rusting out, Houston Powder Coaters can make it look and, oh, by the way, be a lot safer because it's not rusted out anymore. So there is a reason for you, no matter what it is, <clears throat> free pickup and delivery. Now, if they can't pick it up, especially at a business like they did the Ferris wheel downtown, They'll do it right there. If your gate, if your fence at your business is rusting out, they will come out there. They've got the ability to do it on site so they can they can powder coat it right there and then. But if you have something that can be moved, they will free pickup and free delivery for whatever metal that is. You, my friends, are going to benefit from the greatness that is Houston Powder Coaters. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. Make sure you tell Robin you heard it right here, HoustonPowderCoaters.com. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. All right, so unders, under overs on receiving, on receivers. Surprisingly, they didn't put Nico Collins in this, but okay, whatever. Like Nico Collins isn't going to dominate the league. Top five receivers. What do you think the top number is? In receiving yards this season, under over the top numbers. The top number in, okay receptions. Yards? Let's say receptions All first. Right. Receptions. Let's go with. Uh, I'm going to say the over under would be a hundred and seventeen and a half. Hundred seven and a half. Okay. Two guys. Uh, the two guys would be. Um, it would have to be. I don't think it's Chase. No. I don't think it's – oh, it'd be Stephon Diggs. Nope. Not Stephon Diggs? No, he's at 97 – they're both at 97 and a half. Okay, so Devontae then, Adams is 97 and a half. Oh, wow. Who is, well, geez, you got, you got Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to him. That's the problem. Or yeah. maybe not. So – Hold on. Let me think. Oh, oh, uh – well, you're not counting Travis Kelsey. No. I mean, he's a tight end, but he's going to get a lot of targets. I don't know. Who is it? Cooper Cup. Oh, I forgot C. Cup is back. And uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah those are the two. Tyree Kill is third at 100 and a half. I like it. I. Oh, no. You know why I don't? So did you see, Dell? I'm sure you saw what Mike McDaniel said. I filed this away in my for my memory banks uh, when it comes time for fantasy. He apologized to his running backs and said, we're going to use you more this year. That was my bad. We're going to use you more. Which means more running, more of a commitment to running, maybe a little less dink and dunk stuff where Tua just tries to get his two yard dump off the turns into Are a we still pulling this touchdown. crap with the dink and dunk? He had most 
doink, Stop and then it. you let He's a fast a guy tinker. run. Yeah. You let you a know, fast guy run for yeah. 60 yards. He, had the, oh he, had, he was the best down-the-field thrower in all of football, but sure, he's a dinker and yeah. dunker. Odd, odd how that changes when you have Two really good football players, and you don't have Chan Gailey calling plays. How things change for Chan you? Chan Gailey's okay. won a Super Bowl. Wait, how yeah. long ago was that? Has Mike McDaniel won a Super Bowl? Nothing. No. Maybe Nothing. he could learn a thing or two from Chan Gailey yeah. and, and Dave Wanstead. Dave Butch Wanstead? Davis. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Butch Davis? Butch Davis never coached the Dolphins. He coached the Cowboys. He was a Cowboy a, a, coach or maybe. A, a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys? Most, yeah, these are Super Bowl winning coaches. Uh, Most okay. receiving yards. Dave Campo, yes. Campo. <laughs> Who else? Most receiving yards. It's um, easy. Well, most receiving yards, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and it's not even close. Yeah. What do you think that number is? Uh, that number's probably with the with the great Kirk Cousins from co- the sh- hit show quarterbacks. I'd say sixteen hundred. No, fourteen hundred and a okay. half. Sixteen is a number. Do you have a burner, Lance? Because John and I were tweeted about as fo- as sports fans, how could we possibly not be interested in watching co- the quarterback show? He was like, I get that you're. Not, it's not at the top of your list, but how could you possibly not want to watch that show? Is that your was that your burner? No, it's not my burner. It's a good show, but I could see it. It took me a little while. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I spend all my time doing football stuff anyway. I don't know. But then once you start it, you know, it's really good. And the documentarian in you, the docu- documentary loving fan. Like, I'm watching Hard Knocks this year. I've missed it the last two years. I am watching it. I've kind of been out for the last three years, frankly. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers there, I don't know if you've paid any attention to some of the Rodgers to um, some of the battles between Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. It's been unbelievable. Some of the throws Aaron Rodgers are making right now are just absolutely preposterous. But um, honestly, Garrett Wilson should probably be a little. What's Garrett, does Garrett Wilson in there? Uh, Garrett Wilson would be in here, yes. I'm going to say 1,200 for him. You th- no. I, that's what no. I think he's hitting this year. I bet he's lower. I bet he's He's going to be way 11. lower than uh, that. Aaron Rodgers' top receiver, D- dude. He, the second place, okay. It's it goes Justin Jefferson fourteen hundred and a half. Devontae Adams is twelve seventy five. Jamar Chase twelve seventy five. Tariq Hill twelve seventy five. Cooper Cup twelve fifty. Um, going. So I'm, I'm trying to find Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson eleven twenty five. Yeah, eleven twenty five. I mean, that's well. You got a little leeway then. You get you get yourself how many. How many receptions for Garrett Wilson this year? Uh, I'll give him. I mean, if it's eleven twenty-five, I'll give him uh, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven and a half. Okay, and seven and a half touchdowns. I like that over. Like, <clears throat> you'd be surprised at how the low. No, no, no. I'm not touchdown surprised. numbers. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's it's always <clears throat> you know you always think it's everything's going to go way yeah. over and it's it's not. It's tough sometimes. I mean, sometimes there's easy years. Where it does happen, but that's not the norm where, where guys are getting 14 touchdown catches. No, no, no. It just doesn't. No. Devontae Adams over under TDs is eight and a half. And, you know, he's by far their number one guy. By yeah. far. Um, Christian Kirk, four and a half under over. Christian Kirk, how much? Four and a half. Touchdowns? Here's here's one I don't love God, is... How, that could end up being an easy W early if if he really falls in love with that slot receiver. That could be an easy it could, win. Yeah, it, it absolutely could. By, by and, week 10. And he's going to be better this year, isn't he? Um, 
Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be easier. Did you see Trevor Lawrence is behind Justin Fields in the NFL Top 100? Really? Trevor Lawrence was like 96, and Justin Fields is like 89. Wow. That's a little disrespectful. No, no, no. A little disrespectful? A little disrespectful. The NFL players ain't about sunshine right now. No. No, no. I mean, so Mike Evans, what do you think... What do you think Mike Evans' numbers are? The hardest number. I'm going to say 1,000. It's 900 and a half. I think that's high. Yeah, it could be. And like, 65 and a half catches. Well, and that's, Who's and that's going to throw it to him? He's still got Godwin, too. I know. Baker, uh, I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, that's Do you remember when he won the Heisman? Yeah, I remember when he won the Heisman. You remember when he was throwing the ball last year and the year before and the year before that? Yeah, I remember his rookie year. He was actually pretty good in Cleveland. Was he? Remember that game in the Ram for the Rams where he had that really big game? Yeah, he had a game. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. That was really, really good. Who's to say he can't do that? Seven, 17 more times. Are you yeah. going to deny that Baker can do what he did against the Rams at one game remember 17 when Baker times? Baker planted the flag at Ohio State? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I remember all that. That's awesome. Wow. I think 900 and a half go under. I, I just don't see it from Mike Evans. I don't then all by the way. Well, because Godwin's also there. Too. Yeah, right. And they're going to need to run the ball to to slow down games. And, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see him. But he's also hey, a let's primary fire the wide ball receiver. Around with Baker. But he's a primary wide receiver. If he plays all seventeen games, if he that plays ain't all a whole lot games. of that's not a whole lot of yards that he needs. No, no, but that it that is if he plays. He all. needs that. That's needing about fifty-eight yards a game. Chris Godwin under over 825, 82 and a half. So 87 and a half and 82 and a half. We're I'm going to let you add them on your fantasy team. We're talking about 170 catches between those two guys. I'm sorry, that ain't happening. You, you, let's not focus on all these other teams. Let's give some numbers for your faves, the Texans. How many? There, there are no how many well, here, let's set a number. Uh, okay. How many? Well, we did already, and we got tank? chastised for it. What's the which over- was probably pretty correct. What? Okay. You, you've what, been talking what do we, tank what do you up. Mean chastised for it. Well, what do you mean? Well, because we, I think we had Nico Collins for nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns. No, I had him for seven hundred. Seven hundred yards. I don't think he'll get to nine hundred. Like high seven hundreds, which yeah. would be a big jump for him. But seven touchdowns. He had two last year. Yeah, I think the touchdown total is going to get a lot higher for him. I like a more interesting question. By week four, will we be complaining that Robert Woods is taking snaps away from Tank Dell? It's possible. <clears throat> uh, CJ Stroud walked off. I think off. there's enough snaps for everybody. CJ Stroud him on one side. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, think. but I, I. I don't. I. Not that there's not enough. Somebody's going to get left out here because this is not a four-wide offense. It's not. That's not what Bobby Slowick's offense is likely to be unless he goes completely rogue and gets away from Mike Shan- uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's not a four-wide offense. It's an offense that's going to be some three-wide and occasionally some two tight. But who are your three? Like, if they don't go four-wide, who's playing? I think Tank Dell's going to beat out John Mechie. I really do. Tank Dell right now is... We already heard C.J. Stroud on draft day that they asked him about it. I love Tank. I got to know Tank during this process. Let's get Tank. It was a little oversold as he went to the team to tell him to draft Tank. That's not how it happened. But they're running off the field together yesterday. Uh, Tank is – I just think Tank Dell is going to make an immediate impact. He's a better separator than John Mechie. It's not really – John Mechie's a very professional route runner. Tank is a naturally explosive. John Mechie's like six foot, 200 pounds. Tank Dell is – you know, 50 pounds lighter than that. 
Um, so in the neighborhood, 45, 48, whatever. So there are different types. But if Mechie can play outside, which I don't think he's going to separate all that well, but this offense kind of gets you open a little bit. You have Nico Collins. Then I don't know. Then maybe Robert uh, Robert uh, Woods Woods doesn't maybe, but, but they gave him they gave him some guaranteed money. I somebody is not going to Robert play Woods as has much. a name, but Robert Woods has not had been. He been, may be more named in games. He he's is more injury. named than games. If I asked you now, he's a little bit slightly bigger. If I asked you why Tank at- Atwell won't be too too uh, Tank Dell won't be too too Atwell, why won't he be? Well, that's a fair question. That's a fair question. I think Tank, here's, here's what I would tell you from writing both those guys up. I had a second-round grade on Tank. I had a fifth-round grade on Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell, to me, was just he used to speed vertically to just beat guys, and that's who he was. He was just running to space with, with, with vertical routes a lot of times and was a really good return guy. Tank Dell beats people in the red zone. He creates touchdowns inside of 20 yards. He creates yardage for himself out of the slot with – with choice routes, either breaking in or breaking out. Like, Tutu is a fast guy. Tank Dell is a quick, explosive guy. They were both really good return guys. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think he's the more natural receiver where the other guy's just a tiny, fast guy. The, the biggest season that Tutu Atwell had was 69 catches. Well, it's different he, offenses. He had 46 catches. He had 24 catches. Tank Dell was well, these a are t- lot well, more productive. Tank Dell played in a much – I mean, Louisville did throw the ball around, but they, they, they mm-hmm. ran – and, and when Tutu was there, they ran a lot of zone running game, and they weren't the wide open like like uh, Houston was. I wouldn't use that as an example, but if you, if Tutu isn't as good of a player, that's fine. I just ask because if the, if we're going by listed weights, they're the same size, and we know Tutu um, is a guy who's pretty much become a gimmick player for the Rams, if that. But I know people feel strongly about Tank. I just want to know if we're trying to differentiate, why would one succeed? And the other won't, and Lance gave his answers. Yeah. Well, one was a lot more productive in college. Well, and- well as I said, the offenses would say, provided take more opportunities. The, Scott, Scott Satterfield's offense at Louisville, that, that's that Appalachian State stuff that they ran. That's not what Houston ran. Of course, Tank's going to have better numbers because he's going to get more opportunities. Uh, yeah, but if you're, if you're a go-to guy, which Tank has been, I mean, they're going to find – well, you're stupid if you're if you're not getting a, uh, a guy. And listen, he had one. He had a really good season his sophomore year. That's, he had 11 touchdowns. Who tank? Yeah, no, two uh, two. Oh, two two Atwell. Yeah, he, had, like one, I he said, had one really good season. He's really a lot faster than other yeah. guys. Tank to me can beat guys on routes left and right, not just straight down the field. If you're a vertical wide receiver and you're 150 some odd pounds, that almost never works out. It very rarely, like. D- Deshaun uh, Jackson is a guy who wasn't that small. But if you're a wee player, you can't just win vertically because when you have NFL speed running with you, they're going to tower over you and knock down a lot of those passes. So, yeah, Tank is different. than I think Tank's different too, too. But we'll see if he is. I mean, I think the NFL, one of the things that hurt Tank Dell, I think, is that Tutu Atwell hasn't been much of a factor. Dwayne Eskridge hasn't been much of a factor. Some of these speed guys, which that's not Tank to me, but whatever, I think some of the smaller wide receivers has have not been as effective as where they were drafted, so I think it hurt Tank Dell a little bit. Somebody's not – it wouldn't surprise me if Robert Woods doesn't get the same number of snaps maybe that's expected, even though he's got guaranteed money over the next two years. Uh, but I think somebody's going to – and I – did you read what – do we have – well, 
I don't know if you read what Nick Casario said. Do we have what Nick Casario said oh. about John Mechie? Uh, yes, we have it, and okay. we'll do it on the other we'll side. We'll do it on the other side because it's, it's very Nick. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, somewhat yeah. noncommittal. But, right, we got, we got to talk about patios right now, though. Well, Texas Custom Patios, I love talking about Texas Custom Patios because they're a company who is unafraid to, to spend as much time as humanly possible to make sure that you're – you know, that you get the type of, of product that you deserve. And they put a lot of time into, into the design. They'll go out there with you and help you with stone selection, uh, your granite selection, whatever you're doing with your outdoor kitchen. But it's not just outdoor kitchen. They build columns with natural stone, which is a which is makes it look great. It really adds to it. And yesterday, <clears throat> there was a cabinet maker who came out to our house, and he went out to the patio. He's like, wow. And this guy actually lives in the neighborhood. He told me, wow, this is really going to add a lot of value here in this neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. And it's something that, that will, you want to add to your quality of life. But, you know, for some people out there who think that this isn't going to be your forever home, um, it also, you get money for, you get dollar for dollar value coming back. And frankly, when people go see your outdoor patio in your kitchen or your swimming pool or whatever it is that they're building for you, um, it is going to add value to that home, and it's going to be a big differentiator for people who are looking on the marketplace. So make sure that you have Texas Custom Patios working for your best quality of life. TexasCustomPatios.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerlai. All right, um, Dell. We got you know. We, this is a. This is going to be. Hopefully, it looks like it could be a great quarterback class coming up. But we got a lot of new jobs. Yeah, well, you don't like Drake, man. We know. You don't. You, we know. I'm a big Jalen Daniels guy from Kansas. Not Jaden Daniels. Jalen Daniels from Kansas. I'm a big fan, and I think he's going to shoot up the draft boards, and I think he's going to be great. Phoenix is going to be great. Um, you know, we got a can- just for people. It's Penix. What did he just Penix? say? Penix, not Penix. Penix, Penix. Well, I think Michael. Michael. I think Michael is- would prefer Penix. Penix. Well, I'm sure he would too. Um, but hey, I'm uh, like, but I, I'm like BK. I say I, I, I pronounce mm. things differently. I think Michael Penix is going to need you to pronounce that correctly. Yeah, um, Michael Penix, uh, Cam Ward. We got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys, but we also got a lot of new guys coming in. The the um, favorite to start for Alabama Week One, Ty Simpson. That's why they're sniffing around Tyler Van Dyke in the off season, putting out feelers because. For the first time in a, a bit, some uncertainty at the quarterback well, position. Well, he's not that big a favorite over Tyler Buckner. Th- this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Tyler Buckner, who was at Notre Dame, I think. Yeah. Who wasn't that great at Notre Dame. So Alabama's got – that's the question at Alabama. Well, what about the big kid, Jalen Milrow? Well, he I – He came in last year. Saw him in the spring. You saw him against Al- Texas A&M, right? Right. I did, mean, he did, is a low – He's a big guy. Yeah, but he not refined pass at all. His passing's terrible. Yeah. So Alabama's got questions there. Uh, he looks great. I mean, I could see him playing pro at a different position. Yeah. But, but quarterback right now, that doesn't look like it's it at all. He was really bad throwing the football. Now, don't let him get out in space. Oh you gosh. got a lot of problems on your hands. Holy crap. Uh, 
Carson Beck at Georgia. Yeah. They've been waiting on him. Carson Beck is a secret. He's a little bit of a secret Heisman guy. Yeah. That I keep an eye on. Um, Ohio State, Kyle McCord is the favorite over Devin Brown. Do we know anything about Kyle McCord? Other than he's just been a backup there for year, a couple years now. I mean, he's Ohio State, you know, the pedigree of getting a four- or five-star quarterback. He hasn't done much because he hasn't had time. This will, I guess, finally he'll be the guy. And it is for those teams who are always competing for a national title. When was the last time we were so – I guess C.J. Stroud came in as a freshman and we were good. He was good, so we were okay. But Bright, from, from Tua to Mac to Bryce, for, and Stetson Bennett has been there for 80 years. So, those three in, in an odd position where we don't know much about them, but it feels like the the institutional the institutional talent level will make up for anything they have until later in the year when they're when they're better off. Mm-hmm. And then at Auburn, not that it matters. Peyton Tomei against uh, Peyton Tomei and uh, Robbie Ashford are fighting for that one, but it's Auburn, so. We're not really going to Well, care. they got Hugh Freeze, so yeah, they should so be cheat. better. They should. Well, they're in the SEC. Of course they're going to cheat. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be if you're going to be in the SEC, you've got to cheat. No question about that. But these are some battles that are going to start next week, as a matter of fact, because that's when camps are opening for college football around the league. A story out, um, a story out that, that the Rockets were prepared to make a big offer for Austin Reeves. Yeah. If Fred Van Vliet. Now, I talked to people in the organization that said, well, I think they, they, I think they were pretty convinced. You know, they were going to get, they, they made a nice offer to Fred Van Vliet. They were going to get Fred Van Vliet. What? But they did not want to put that money a, a, aside for a week to wait for Austin Reeves and for the Lakers to match it because you tie that money up. If you whatever offer you make to a restricted free agent, that money is tied up and you can't use it for other free agents. Right, right, and so it, it limits you. So that's that's the thing is the timing of it wouldn't have made sense. It would have been interesting though to see if the Rockets would have, like you said, it was almost a non-factor because you knew you were getting Van Vliet. Look how much you gave him. How could Fred Van Vliet? How could anyone on a league match that? Yeah. Why <laughs> no, would giving no. Fred Van Vliet forty million? Well, because I ain't doing that. Um, Rockets are in a very specific, unique position that, A, they had to spend money, and, B, there's just certain things they need. And, yeah, you got to pay retail prices. You don't get wholesale with your roster. No, you no. got to pay retail. Especially for big. But it's already he's already working his ass off. He and Jalen are working together. Like, the Fred Van Vliet thing, for what you want, the intangibles are going to – are absolutely going to be in place. You paid for intangibles to an extent. Some of that – some of the bill – was for intangibles, and he's already providing that. That's going to be there. Now we have to see how his basketball is on a, on a day-by-day basis. But as far as Austin Reeves, I think his basketball is going to be much better than Fred Van Vliet. I think Austin Reeves is going to be a much better NBA player over the next three years. Apparently they were, they were considering spending 20-plus plus million a year for Austin Reeves. Yeah, it's a little dangerous on a yeah, one guy I, who's done it for one year. But, you know, this isn't like you can see it, though. That's yeah. not hard to project Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves looks like he might be the guy. He might be a really good player. I just don't know that he's a very good fit for the Yeah, Rockets. I'm not sure paying him and then, hey, pay you and then make sure Jalen Green develops when you're going to 
be yeah. pretty much playing the same position. Not neither one of you is a real point guard. KPJ come back and be a point guard. I, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't understand the fit. He's a, he's not a progress stopper because you're investing in a pretty young player. But where does that leave Jalen Green? That, is that a back? Or he becomes your point guard, or is this KPJ? Is it a three guard lineup? How does well, you already signed Dylan Brooks? Who's not getting minutes in that rotation? Right, right. And did you need another white guy? I mean, they don't have any besides Shingun, right? So Jake, yeah. Jake who? The Londale. Jake Myers. Jock. 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 He's Australian. I don't they don't count. count. They don't have any American-born American white, white guys. Guy. White guy. American-born. No, Australian. But We're, there's no... Well, it's... Yeah, you're right. There's no American-born players. Uh, but, yes, we need the need... white delegation. Londale more so than Shingun. Yes. Listen. It's, it's you your got native Jock, tongue. You got too many white guys with Alpi and Chuck. No. We don't need them. Alpi is not a, white a guy. foreign guy. He doesn't count. Alpern's not a white guy. You're, if you're foreign, you're still white. No, not, you, not, not in NBA circles. You know, you're foreign. We, like you wouldn't be called, hey, white boy. Like somebody I'm would not, try to denigrate him by saying white boy. No. You might be called white boy. I would never be called white boy. You might be called Italian? white boy. Yes. Thigh meat? No. Yes. Thigh. Thigh. Golly. Is that your alteration to dark meat? You're gonna start. You're saying no, thigh meat now. I, to me, it's less offensive. It is, but for I him know to call he's, himself thigh meat is actually. It's not inaccurate. It's less offensive, but I know what he's doing. I think dark meat could eventually have Wendy having a conversation with him. She hasn't but already. Thigh meat. It's like I mean, are you, there's white meat and there's thigh meat. He's saying he's tastier and moister. That's what he's saying. A, yeah. Uh, did I not tell you? Okay, I'm I don't not, have to put any lotion on. I'm not co-signing I'm, I'm, that, by the way. I don't know anything I'm about his taste. I'm a slimy Italian. Okay? Stop. <laughs> he can call himself that. Golly. He can say that, Dell. Right. He's allowed to say that. I can call can myself you, a Can crowd. you say that about other Italians? Yes. Uh, no, well, yeah, if they are. What are you going to do? If, the, if What if they don't if say they're, they're greasy like I am? Then I'm what sorry. What if they say they're not okay. greasy? Do you get a pass to say what that word? Yes. Do you I, get a pass? Yes. I do, but I don't say it around but white you, people. But there's some but people still, who would not like you as much because you're Nigerian, and they'd say... Nah, but I'm half. Because I know there's, but, that, there's that little but there's battle another half from But there's another half from Georgia, so okay. I think I'm okay. okay. So. so you can't. So you can say that. Yeah, but I don't... you probably say it all the time. No, I don't. Now... I, from, all the time? Wait a minute. From John's standpoint... Did you just say I probably say it all the time? Probably. You Have you ever heard me say it? No, but you said you don't say it in front of white people. You can say it in front of me. No, I won't. I will never say it in front of you. You can, you can say it in front of me. Why? Why and can I John say it in front of can you? Say, now, you can't say slimy. I would never, no. But John can say slimy. I just, it just feels wrong. Yeah, but he can say it. I can say things about German people. Right. What? I can what call can us krauts. I don't, know. I don't know if I don't you, know can. you can. I can call us krauts. I don't know. Wow. That I feels can. like wow. very World War II-ish. Yeah. Sour kraut. Well, I don't know if they like. I don't it's like. It's still out there. I can call it schnitzels. Have you ever heard? Like, look at these dumbass schnitzels. I don't think mm, I can say it. I, I can know. say it. I don't know. Zierlein. I'm uncomfortable right Lance now. Zierlein. Do you? I know you very should be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. No, exactly. Have you, you heard other Germans it. call themselves that? We don't because we stop because it's, I don't think it they makes ever other did. People uncomfortable. I'm, yes, my German friends. Sometimes I call them. What's up, my schnitzel? No, you've <laughs> never done that. Yeah, have you called him a sh- <laughs> my schnitzel? What the hell? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I don't think you've ever done that. that. I have. You say that the hair snoop? Okay. <laughs> no. What? I say do it you, to some of my German friends. Do is it considered the hard el? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. 
my schnitzel. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think so. This is uncomfortable. Uh, or I'll yeah, say, this is. is uncomfortable. But listen. I'll I, say kraut. No. I, somebody says right. something. I can say it because I'm a greaseball. Yeah. I can say Yeah, we just okay. have rules. Like, we can I, say certain things. I can and say I can stuff. Say, you can say stuff. I can't say the G word. What? Oh, Gr- what he says all the yeah. time? Gr- oh. <laughs> That one. Oh, I thought he you were the other G word. Oh, I can't say the other I word. I can't say grease ball. What? What about Dell's word? Did you say that? Yeah. How would you not say my word? I'm out on your word. <laughs> my parents taught me long ago. I'm out on that. I don't say that yeah, word. No, so you no. don't want to go, huh? huh. No, no, you don't do that? <laughs> my schnitzel. That's flagrant. We got to break it here on ESPN 97.5. Time to talk a little QC. QC Kinetics. Hey, how's the uh, how's your knee doing? How's your hip doing? Are you already to a point where you're saying, man, I'm like 45 years old and I know I'm going to have to have a knee replacement or a hip replacement because it's bad. I played football. I did this. I was a runner, uh, basketball player, whatever. You know, you're a catcher. Your knees are terrible. Maybe you're just a weekend warrior. Maybe you're somebody who wasn't even that active uh, athletically, but it's just a genetic thing. Did you know that with QC Kinetics, they can work on that joint pain? They can work on that arthritis. And they take the body's natural uh, healing power, and they do an amazing job of of, uh, what they do is they, they concentrate the healing power of the body. They put it back into the joint, and it immediately starts to work on regenerating and rejuvenating tissue in that joint whether it's damaged or whether it's missing it's an amazing process it's extremely effective it is you can go read their 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 customer reviews but it's extremely effective this this ability to treat joint pain really works and it's why so many professional athletes have turned to this and you can too you don't have to be a pro athlete four locations in the houston area no matter where you are you're an easy trip away from qc kinetics and an easy trip away from potentially changing, you know, your overall pain level and making your life more livable and really enjoying your life. QCKinetics.com, call 713-913-5285.